Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, I'm Pandora Box. I'm a drag queen, and I listen to Flame On. Those were blade sounds, but it kind of sounded like a toilet. Flame on! You know I love you. Always thinking of you. But tonight, I've got to make that Welcome to Drag is the New Spandex, everyone. I'm Oral, your host, but you already knew that. Uh, sitting next to me is our illustrious producer, Pat. What's going on, guys? And um, actually, that's it for the cast, because <laughs> Brian is busy with his, like, nine to five. Yeah, sometimes he got to work. He's, someone's got to pay for all of the, the luxuries I am accustomed to. And the luxuries that <laughs> I stand on the fringe of again. <laughs> um, so today is one of the greatest moments of my life because i get to interview a special drag queen who has this like really just amazing personality that i instantly clicked with because you know who doesn't love a funny bitch exactly now some of you who i don't know just downloaded it and just walked and hit play don't realize who we're talking to we are talking to the one the only pandora box hi pandora (laughs) Hi. Well, thank you very much. That's very flattering and and makes me a little embarrassed, but I, I appreciate it. Because <laughs> that's how I like to start off my interviews. <laughs> embarrassing my guests. Well, not embarrassing. I'm, you know, sometimes when I'm uh when I'm a, a dude, I'm a little more quiet and shy. So I think I'm just like, oh, somebody's saying nice something nice about me. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I'm I I start to act like Miss Seely in the color purple. I cover my face and I don't want anyone to see me smile. <laughs> Um, you know what, before we even start the interview, which I want to segue right now, because <laughs> I was watching uh shit drag queen say, and when you did Shug, I died. <laughs> like, I died right there. Well, The Color Purple is one of my all-time favorite movies, so. 
And I think I know every single word and every single time I'm like, I am not going to cry this time. And I cry every time at the same part at the end where she gets to meet her kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was really like not paying attention during that movie. I'm just like, oh yeah, like she, kids, you know, like her African kids. It's like, oh, those are her kids. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that really is it. Oh, my favorite part of that video is when you jump out and go, Blam! Bitch pudding. <laughs> well, I tried to do like stuff because all those shit says people videos were coming out and I'm like, there's gotta be one for drag queens and and some of them I'm like, sometimes drag queens say these, but I just kinda like them. So bitch pudding was one of them. That's amazing. <laughs> that was it was like right it was so topical. We could not stop watching those videos to save our lives. And then um I think it might have been Steve uh, friend of mine in Tampa who who knows you, he had uh, posted it on his Facebook page. And I was like, hmm, this video looks like it could be interesting. So I played it, and then it got to that point. Or he might have messaged me and said, you need to watch it at this, like, whatever timestamp it was. And it happened, and it was like, blam! And I was like, this is amazing. I can die happy now. <laughs> well, who doesn't love bitch pudding? Mm-hmm. We all get a taste. Um- so for those listeners who may not know who you are, which I really seriously doubt, otherwise they wouldn't be listening to this really off, 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 <laughs> off, off, off mainstream podcast. Um, tell us who Pandora is. Oh, uh, she's the bitch that took over my life. <laughs> um, she's, a, she's a drag queen. She was on uh, a reality competition show twice and lost both times. And she thinks she's funny. <laughs> she may have lost those competitions, but she won our hearts. Mm-hmm. I remember you were a contestant on said reality show. I don't think anybody's ever heard of it, but just for the listeners, it was called RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race? RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, RuPaul. 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 <laughs> you know, the old Russian currency, RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. Fan favorite, Out of the Gate. Made it very far into the competition, and then tragedy struck, um, <laughs> and you did not make it to the top three, but you won Miss Congeniality by a tumultuous tsunami-type landslide, like if those two <laughs> natural disasters could merge. Kind of like Sharknado. Yes. It's, it's a tsunami landslide. <laughs> I'm not sure what that sumo slide uh, just sounds weird. We'll work on it. <laughs> um, and but you were the first Miss Congeniality, right? Because there wasn't one in the first season. No, uh, Nina Flowers was in the first season. Oh, they did get okay. I couldn't remember. I know they. I, I watched the 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 Rue Live the first season or whatever they called it. Some Rue pun. Yeah, but I couldn't remember if they they did or not. Well, but it was it was definitely well deserved. Your Miss well, Congeniality you. win. I mean, Nina's too. She's fantastic, but was really important to me because it was voted on by the fans of the show and and because it, they said it was a landslide and entertainment weekly put me in their magazine i was just like kind of blown away by that reaction because you kind of leave the show feeling defeated because you didn't win and you know they didn't like a lot of my clothes and i was kind of just like god i wonder if anyone's gonna like me <laughs> Which, you know, I never understood the judges' critique. I know we're just going back to, like, <laughs> old battle wounds. I apologize. But I'm just like, you know, this I'm, is I'm fantastic. Over it. It's okay. <laughs> this is she, fantastic. She's made a name for herself. We, we all love her. Who gives a shit what, what uh, uh, 
I think it probably so. was. I think it was probably better for me that I got kicked off then because it did make such a big controversy and people were so on my side then. Then going into the final three and, and losing. I mean, I don't know. It would have been nice to be in the top three of it, but it, you know that wasn't my that wasn't my fate, and it's fine because I'm I'm happy with the career that I have and and the support that it gave me from that show. And it still continues because people still talk to me and how about how mad they are. <laughs> I want to ask a question. How did Pandora Box come to be? Like what was the the genesis of these you know, this powerful, strong, independent, don't need no man diva that you are today? <laughs> well, the don't need no man part of it came from several horrible relationships. And being single for a long time. And then I've been with my boyfriend, uh, fiance, for eight years now. So, oh, congratulations. Um, thanks. I think part of it, I, I actually learned this big piece of advice just recently. Somebody said it, and I can't even remember where I heard it, but somebody said the, a big key to life, it, it might have been Oprah, because I get a lot from Oprah. And I was just watching some Oprah thing. And, um, uh, the person said, don't lie to yourself. Like, don't tell you, don't convince yourself something. Don't lie to yourself. Be honest with yourself. And I think that's a really big piece of advice is when you start being honest with yourself. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, girl, I did not have that much to drink last night. I really didn't. I swear I feel this way because somebody put something in my drink. Then I'm like, girl, no, you had a lot to drink. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a small, small example. But, you know, so... Um, and I actually started drag because of Darian Lake. I saw her perform and I really, I was like, I want, I want to do that. I want to go to there. And she kind of helped me and we kind of, we grew up together. Our second childhood, you know, you have your childhood in high school and you have your gay childhood where you grow up and you're like, oh, I'm gay and I want to be a drag queen and, and go to clubs and lick penis. <laughs> <laughs> That was, I think, the only place that could have gone was it ended with lick penis. <laughs> um, so correct me if I'm wrong. The first time you performed, was it in Rochester? It was, yes. Okay. Do you remember what your first performance was? Yes. <laughs> um, my first performance was okay. It went out, uh, all right, out, but it. Uh, my second number that night is the, was the big disaster of, of all of it, which is a story I tell on my stand-up show because it's funny. And I had done a song that nobody had ever heard of before. And it was six and a half minutes long. And I'm like, girl, I'm so fierce. <laughs> and I, no, it's I was what you call a pee break in a show, you know, where everybody's like, oh, girl, well, I'm going to go pee. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that recently. <laughs> And I, I'm ashamed uh, I, to say it. I'll do it at drag shows. We all do it. We're like, oh, girl, this is where I can go get a drink. <laughs> or I can go pee. Well, you know, when you stand there during the 4th of July celebration and do Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner and don't move an inch and then wait for the fireworks to do the job for you, <laughs> chances are people are just tuning out. I, I At least I did. And I love Whitney. You know, I died when she died. Dropped to my knees in the B-52s concert. Um, <laughs> just a little insight into the mind of oral for you <laughs> my apologies for the mess um so a question what do you think was the hardest part about being pandora um 
before and after Drag Race. Because, you know, everyone says that, you know, your life transforms and, you know, you've just said that, you know, for, for the positive. But, like, what do you think, like, the, the cons of being in drag and being a performer and, you know, having the right jokes and stand up there and, and express yourself post, pre and post Drag Race? Well, I think um, pre-Drag Race, it was, there was a big time where I had a real issue with drag because I kind of started to feel like any, everybody only liked me when I was in drag and only liked the persona and not me. And, and a lot of that was like, the guys that were interested in me were like pseudo straight. And so then, and we never dated when I was in drag. Like it was just, it was all like separate, but then it was kind of like they were straight and they were like, but I'm still straight. And I'm like, okay, whatever your uh, penis is in my mouth, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so it was, it like a, it was like that duality and I had a real struggle with it for a long time. And then I realized, well, it's me. It's just a, it's a, it's a character and, and it's part of me. And I do, like have some of the same characteristics and this just gives me an outlet to like not feel afraid. Um, so I think that was the big thing. And then, you know, certainly uh, right before Drag Race, the big thing was that the drag scene in Rochester was kind of not doing that well and just kind of like there wasn't as many shows. And so there was not a lot of money there. And then it's like, I can't really invest money into something I'm not making that much money at and and I had a day job and so that was kind of the struggle was just kind of like okay where do I go from here is this should I just end it or what should I do and then I would say after drag race the uh yeah the only real con well aside from not having sleep a lot of the time is that um you kind of it's the same thing it's like they they know pandora and they expect me to be a certain way when they meet me and if i'm not then i get hate messages really? <laughs> and I get, yeah and i get people that are just kind of like oh i met her and she was a bitch and um for me i would never intentionally be a bitch to anybody that wanted to meet me because that just is dumb like why would you like somebody that comes up they're a fan i want people to like my work and and um so i would never intentionally be it but i'm sure i i have been because the nights are long and you know it, it, I, i'm human so and sometimes i'm i'm a little more quiet than they expect i'm gonna be in person and so uh that gets kind of hard that that whole thing Pe people's expectations are beautiful we interviewed our first interview for dragons and new spandex was with uh, Chantel Roche, who was in Pageant, the uh, the documentary Pageant with yeah. uh, Porkchop, and one of the things that that she had said was it was really hard to deal with the notoriety that it brought and the fact that people now saw who who he was in and out of drag and it it took away a lot of that anonymity when he's not performing, you know, and that's that's on a much smaller scale, especially now that drag races exploded the way that it has so then and then everybody's a critic and of course you know with the internet being such a 
a warm and inviting place for love and positivity. <laughs> it's like the Elysian. Oh my God. <laughs> it's awful. And not to like, I, I feel like I'm going to sound like an Oprah fanatic, but this, I was just watched this. I had this thing on my DVR forever. It was Oprah builds a network and it was talking about the network that she talking about own. And she was talking about Twitter and how she was new to Twitter and doing it. And, and people were responding to her such horrible things. And she's talking about, because people are so awful. So they write the whole, the most terrible things. And, you know, I would respond to them and I'm like, Oh my God, Oprah is even responding to like our haters sometimes. And then she said, she's like, I realize that you can't respond to them. You can't engage them. And, and she's like, I wanted to go to their house and show up there and like, hi, remember you wrote that about me on Twitter. Can you say it to my face right now? <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, can you imagine? And I just pictured Oprah doing that. And I was like, that is an amazing TV show right there. <laughs> You get a home visit. You get a home visit. You get a home visit. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. So, uh, you've stated before that you know drag saved your life, and you know with with the good and the bad, like it's something that you've been drawn to. And I I want to ask, like, what do you think is so powerful? What like what resonates within you when you make the transformation? Because we all see the like you know you go from boy to girl, like that superficial like layer. But like beneath the veneer on the surface, like what about that transition seems so, so great to you? Uh, well, I think it's, it's very like having a superhero secret identity. Like it's like, this is like your superhero. This is this person you've created that you can do anything you want. Like, because it, it, it lets you step outside of yourself. So you don't feel so self-conscious about like what people are going to think about you. So you can do whatever you want in this superhero, super slut <laughs> attire. <laughs> oh, back to licking penises. <laughs> Always. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, don't, don't apologize to us or this audience. Yeah. Cause that's what we're all about as well. And, and by the way, my name is actually oral o-r-a-l like my mother thought that would be a good idea and i showed her in the end <laughs> that's amazing but i i'm just gonna jump in here for a second i love the fact that that's how you you answer that question and that's your perspective on it because we've kind of gotten away from it a lot of times when we were doing the first couple of episodes on um this series we really kind of pointed out the fact that drag is the new spandex is called that because of the fact that we look at drag queens as our modern day superheroes. You've got that secret identity. You've got the fabulous costumes, you know, and we know obviously you're not just doing a quick little wonder woman twirl and changing from boy to girl. Yeah. Although if we invented a device that did the money, I, I wish, please, <laughs> please invent it. <laughs> um, but that's, that's definitely the, the biggest part of what we do. I mean, we're a gay and geeky podcast. We're in a, a nerdy network, you know, all the people that listen to us all kind of have that same feel. And whether or not you like drag or whether or not you watch Drag Race or go to the local drag shows and do all of that, we all at the core of it have that same that same feeling. We were all, you know, we all grew up this way and we've had these feelings of inadequacy and and just being that that kind of outcast. So I love the fact that you wholeheartedly embrace that and I think you're probably the geekiest drag queen that we know or and and by no now we're best friends i hope you realize this 
you're coming over for the, you're coming over for Thanksgiving dinner at our house. Right now we're having brunch, <laughs> just mimosas galore. <laughs> Which is sad that you 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 were doing this via Skype because normally when we have our queens over to interview, there are cocktails involved. As any oh, good interview gets, should have. That gets dangerous. That gets dangerous. <laughs> then everything starts. Then everything starts coming out in the wash. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why we do it. Premise, the premise <laughs> of our show. <laughs> um. Okay. So you're you're nerdy. You're a self-described Whovian. I want to know who is your favorite recurring character. Like any recurring character. Any recurring character. It could be like, uh, like the Santarans. It could be like, um. I, like I a companion or just like it could be any any character we figured i mean you could also tell us who your favorite doctor is mm-hmm. but that's usually the anytime anybody's a whovian it's always oh yeah. who's your favorite doctor but it's those other characters like i love rose i joined i joined the who cult at you know the reboot in 2005 so of course you know rose and, and eccleston have a, a huge place in my heart but it, so if you were to have to pick who like who's your favorite character um, Donna Noble. Yes! Yes, I've been vindicated. Thank you so much. <laughs> except what they did except what they did to her. Yeah. I'm still mad about that. I never really liked Donna and I still felt bad between what they did to her and what they did to her grandfather. Uh, it just yeah. it, it melted well, my heart. She played it really well though. I mean, that was some really that was amazing. That like that last scene just I can't even watch that episode anymore. It makes me cry because yeah. it's so powerful. She's she's really good in that scene. Every time, every time I see it and I'm watching it with friends, they're like, Orla, are you going to be okay? I'm like, we know damn well I'm not about to be okay. So just <laughs> just pass me a drink and let's just get through this, okay? Uh, and, you know, I really liked um, when the TARDIS became a woman, like, like the TARDIS as a person. Oh, the doctor's, doctor's wife. wife. Yeah. Neil Gaiman's episode. That was, it was very touching. And then, yeah. And especially at the end where, you know, she just wanted to say something and everybody thought, oh, she's going to say goodbye. I just, I just wanted to say hello. Oh, yeah. oh. Uh, and I, I actually liked the doctor's daughter, Jenny, but I'm like, where is she? What's <laughs> happening to her? She's, she's married to David Tennant and having a blast. <laughs> I know. I'm like, she's cute and blonde. Bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So since we're on the, the topic of who and geekiness, so your aesthetic, and we, we touched on this earlier because, you know, obviously Santino didn't really get your, your style and your style has obviously grown and developed over the past few years since you've been on the show, as anybody should. Um, but one of the things that we absolutely love is the fact that you incorporate your geekiness into your fashion and your glamour or geek chic, if you will. <laughs> you know, so how, how is it for you? Like, is it difficult for you to be able to take like your TARDIS corset, like the most awesome thing I've ever seen a drag queen wear? Like, how is it, is it difficult for you to try to find ways to incorporate your, your personal, your geekiness and make it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Something that you think will appeal to all these audiences as you're doing your shows? Um, well, I don't know. Like sometimes I just do it and I don't care <laughs> if people get it. Like I'm like, well, if they get it, they get it. And um, the TARDIS corset actually is because I met um, I met this girl, Lauren, and she runs a company called Castle Corsetry. And she's a big fan of Drag Race. And she came to a show I was doing in West Hollywood. And she said she makes all these really like funky, like really cool corsets. Like she does a lot of like a lot of cosplay and a lot of like different kinds of fabric, like almost like comic book kind of corsets. And they're all really cool. And so she's like, well, I can make you one. I was like, well, I'd love something that was like TARDIS inspired or something. And so she found that fabric that had like the little TARDISes on it. And I was like, okay, I love it. And then I had her, she makes um, house corsets for uh, Hogwarts. And so she makes a Gryffindor, of course, Gryffindor corset. So I had her make me one of those for my Hermione Granger number. You know, I did not perceive Hogwarts houses corsets, but I think I'm gonna need one for Christmas. <laughs> Looking at you, Pat. <laughs> they're they're pretty amazing. They're really well made corsets too, and they have all, all four of the houses with they have the little patches on them and the colors, of course. That's awesome. I want one so badly. <laughs> you've just you've made him such a happy little happy little gay boy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so what are you currently watching um, TV-wise when you find the time, which will lead into my next question, but what what are you watching? Because Farscape is over. Doctor Who comes back in a couple of weeks. I was like, yeah, Farscape's been over, girl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in my mind, it's still going on. I think they're, they were talking about making a movie, though. I just saw that posted somewhere, a Farscape movie. I'm watching. So... Well, I would too. Um, well, yeah, a lot of the shows that I really like, Walking Dead and American Horror Story, I have to wait till October, and uh, and Doctor Who. Doctor Who starts this month, doesn't it? Uh, it's, I think, about three August? weeks. It's in August. Yeah. I think it's August 12th. Okay. I think so. Brian will hate me for not knowing the actual date, but it, it's uh, it's well, somewhere around the middle. Know. My boyfriend's also a huge Whovian and... Much more than I ever could be in my life, but he'll be very sad when he listens to this and he goes, God damn it, I've shown you the trailer. How many times now? <laughs> so what am I watching? I'm watching Falling Skies, mm-hmm. but I, it's on my DVR. I haven't finished. I haven't even started watching it. And I just watched the new show on FX called The Strain. And I think it's really good. Like, 
I hope it sticks around. That's the thing I hate sometimes about sci-fi shows that they put on. They like cancel them after one season, and then you know, you don't get to know what happened. Like Stargate Universe and goddamn Caprica. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't watch those. I'm sorry. Well, save yourself. I tried to watch Caprica a little, and I just couldn't get into it. I think it's because I was just I, I wanted Battlestar Galactica. So Orange is the New Black. I love that show. I'm sorry. That- I- that was that phenomenal. One. This past season, V is like my my new head villain in my life. I was just like, I really want to run an empire of just like underprivileged black street urchins that I turned into smack dealer. <laughs> I haven't finished. I haven't finished watching all. Of, I think I'm halfway through. Okay. All right. I was gonna say something, and then I was like, Oh, okay. Since you said that, we won't. Give that's any why I spoilers. was like, I was like, Don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll well, you'll definitely enjoy the second half of the season. It definitely was a, I think it was a more cohesive and better put together season than the first season. Mm-hmm. And it ends on a cute little note, kind of funny. I like that they're I like that they're giving backstories to uh, the girls too, which is really cool to kind of see them outside of the prison and and kind of show how they got there and. Oh, I don't know all the characters' name, but what's her name? The 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 girl with the always the fifties done hair and the lipstick and the one that's batshit crazy oh, that yes. stalked her that guy after one day yes <laughs> yes oh, oh, yeah she is crazy <laughs> you know I've started saying you know what I think for the wedding I don't want to wear a veil it's too traditional I want him to see my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of love her more than now that I know she's batshit crazy. <laughs> uh, it it was one of those things that because they they waited so long to give any of her backstory that you really just kind of yeah. felt like, oh, okay, yeah, this is oh Christopher, you know, they're gonna get married. Oh, okay, blah, blah. and then they show you then her episode rolls around and you're like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they kind of hinted they kind of hinted at it in season one because a lot of uh, they had like a couple scenes where they said, or maybe just one where they said they didn't believe that Christopher was real. Exactly, yeah. <sighs> but it's a good show. Oh, he's real. <laughs> he's real, girl. But he hates you. <laughs> so I wanted to, to ask about like your creative process um, because you know you're a stand up comedian, uh, a music video star. P.S. I want to have some fun with that, like, Jam Brady, like, in the corner. I know a girl who dances like that. She's one of my best friends, and I I was living for it. But, you know, you star in in Cabaret Acts. You do, you know, like, one-woman shows. Like, how how do you find the time and the balance to to create all this, like, amazing, awesome product? I mean, playwriting can't be easy. No, it's not. <laughs> Which I, I learned doing it. But I, I actually, the funny thing about playwriting is that I've always done playwriting since I was like young. I had like a, when I was in the fifth grade, I wrote a play and put it on for the school and my mom was the director and, I don't know. I really liked creating characters, which is, I think, what drew me to drag as well, because you could do all these different kinds of characters and do whatever you really you could do whatever you wanted in drag. I mean, really, you can you're free to do whatever. And so, yeah, and then I I wrote a play and um, I had the idea. I talked to a friend of mine 
and he was a director. We went to college together. And so he had a space and then he's like, well, let's do it. He's like, we talked about doing it. Let's do it. I'm like, well, let me, okay. And then I got to really finish writing this. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm, I, I was, then it motivated me more. I work better on a, on a deadline. Like if I know I had, there's a deadline coming up, I'm like, okay. But if I force myself, like if I'm, I sometimes on my calendar, I set aside creative days. You know what that is? That's me eating pizza on a couch because <laughs> I never am creative when I set the day away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to call my lazy days now. Those are my creative days. Thank you for giving me <laughs> a title for them. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so normally, and I'm really proud of us because we're stone cold sober. So we, I actually remember. The one question I always have to ask. <laughs> Usually I have to remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the best piece of advice you can give someone who, you know, who may want to do like stand up or drag or both? Because you can do both. You have paved the way so you can do both. What is the best piece of advice you can give them? And it could be anything. I guess the, the biggest piece of advice would be like, be true to yourself. Like, um, that's, especially with, with comedy. I mean, unless you have like some kind of fully developed character, it, you know, it's, it's better to be honest with, with comedy because people can, can kind of see through it, I think. And, uh, I don't know, in my, in my own life, there's lots of funny, crazy things that happen. It's, and then you just have to tell it in an interesting way or, or kind of find your, your niche of, of how you go about comedy, if that makes sense. And um, the other piece of advice I think is that um, is the one I said earlier is like, which is don't lie to yourself. <laughs> you, you do you, I think, is that how RuPaul says it? RuPaul says something. I, I or you do so. you. <laughs> She done had hers is. Oh no, different thing. Yes. RuPaul has actually really amazing advice. So she's but she's been through a lot, so she's played that game. So I have to ask this. This is just a random random, you know, non sequitur. Speaking of she done had hers is. Have you seen that video <laughs> where the um the straight race car driver and his family do like the top thirty RuPaul catchphrases, like drag race catchphrases? Oh, no. You know, I think I've seen it posted, but I never watched it. Is it funny? It is hysterical because it's, hey, it's, it's, the guy is a a gay comedian and the race car driver, the NASCAR driver is his brother. And then it's, I think their sister and their parents. And like the, the father is probably like a, a 70 year old, you know, redneck man with no teeth and the mother like and they're just sitting here reading this stuff and it's amazing and the, the, seeing the mother who's got to be like probably like 65 you know year old woman going she done had hers is it it was oh, the highlight wow. of my morning the other day oh my god okay i've got to watch it <laughs> Two two last questions, and we will let you go because we know you're you're terribly busy. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. One, does your fan army have a name? My fan army. Well, I like that. It's like it's like Dumbledore's army. Like we're gonna go like fight the evil forces of Mimi. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, and I say that with love. We're friends, so I'll tell her I said it. <laughs> I, I I just love that we're interviewing you shortly after they just did the entire season of All Stars on Logo about a week and a half ago. 
Oh God, they did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I would like, um, I I would like RuPaul's Drag Race to apologize for the entire season of, of, all stars <laughs> instead of any language they're using can you apologize that because we're all offended yeah. uh, and I, totally, I totally stole that from manila manila luzon posted that on her page after the whole uh she incident was undergoing and she she said that and i died i was like this is the funniest thing i've ever written that I've is absolutely amazing yeah <laughs> oh, oh god just so, thinking about all stars makes me mad uh <laughs> So, Army, have you (laughs) – let's get Uh, the train uh, back on track. Yes. Early on, they chose the name uh, Fandoras. You know what? Okay, that's cute. That's cute. I would would second impose Pandora's Boxers Rebellion. (laughs) If I ever go on Drag Race again and lose, that's what it will be called. (laughs) Yes. We will rise to the occasion and burn World of Wonder to the ground. We won't. I'm sorry, World of Wonder. Please don't kill me. So, okay. So, Pandora was was the early on. Has it changed since uh, since all of this has happened? No, I think it's the same. I mean, I don't really use it as much because I'm kind of just like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's fun to have it, but I don't know. I, th- I think that people that really know me and have been around a long time, that's what they say they are. So, I kind of like it like that. Like, you know, the people that have been by my side since uh, the beginning. That's super. I, love it. I like that. <laughs> and then this is going to come out of left field. So I'm going to need you to jump into the way, way back machine with me. So you, oh, Lord. <laughs> you, you have traveled around the country numerous times, backwards and forwards, jet setting and first class. Now. Well, I don't know about first class. <laughs> <laughs> There's this wonderful thing called an upgrade. And that's what every person that travels a lot really hopes for. <laughs> you sit by that monitor and you're like, come on, upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I, as I heard it recently, I, I had it been a comedian or no, it was on a, uh, an NPR game show. And they were talking about traveling and he, the guy was like, yep, I love the emergency exit row. That's the poor man's first class. <laughs> It's <laughs> very true. Oh gosh. Um, okay, so you've been to Orlando multiple times, which is you know where we live and record the show. But I, what I need to know is, were you ever at a club called Mister Sisters during Pride Weekend, where Raja had just won Drag Race and Deborah Cox was performing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was you and your street clothes. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it was and Raja was performing and the other girl like Morgan and everybody I think right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I leaned over to Eric who uh says hello he's a huge fan of yours I leaned over to Eric I'm like I I think that was Pandora Fox in her street clothes that bitch is pulling <laughs> runway in her street clothes and they're like no or it wasn't and then of course this the mass of people just like shifted and you were gone and I never saw you again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think I was doing, I did a, uh, a show the night before at Steel. That was the name of it. Steel Nightclub. Yes. Oh my God. For, oh you my were there God. for that one, during that one month that was open? Good on <laughs> you. Yeah. It, no, I'm saying you, you know, don't laugh. That bar was open for a month. <laughs> well, it was kind of 
it was off the beaten path a little, wasn't it? From like the gay bars. Yeah, it was. Well, all of our gay bars are spread out, but mm. this was like in the heart of downtown with no parking and just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was really nice. I had a great time. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm coming to Orlando. You are? I think I'm coming to Parliament House. Ooh, girl. Ooh. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> Flashbacks, my man. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, I think I, yeah, I, I think I'm coming next month. Oh, they never tell me nothing. Um, I work for them too, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I think I, I think I signed that contract. So unless I, unless I sign that, then I kind of like, oh, I don't know if it's happening. But I think I did sign that one. I, I and I'm, I'm excited. I've never been. I've actually been to Parliament House before, like as a guy, but I've never uh, been. I've never performed there. They've, this is the first time they've asked me, so I'm excited. Oh, that's amazing! I am so excited <laughs> for this to happen. Come hell or high water, because you for me are like Pat Benatar. Every time you come to town, I'm out of town or I'm working and I miss it. <laughs> and, and I'm just, today is the day. Well, not today, but sometime <laughs> in the not too distant future is that day. It's August 22nd. Oh, fantastic. So are you coming just as a uh, as a performer with the Footlight Players or are they bringing your show? I don't think it's my show. Oh, okay. No, it's not my show. I'm looking at my calendar right now. Gotcha. Lunch three numbers great. <laughs> I get little notes in my calendar of what I'm supposed to, what my obligation is. And that's usually for like what I, so I can pack because, you know, different shows require different uh, gear. <laughs> well, I don't doubt that at all. No, but that's awesome. They've been doing a lot of, um, a lot of their Friday focus has been on, the RuPaul girls coming into town. We've had last week we had Gia Gunn. A couple weeks before that we had Fifi O'Hara. Uh, we've we've had a bunch of them, but so that's awesome to see you. We've got Juju B. We're recording on the 18th for those that'll be listening to this. So this this won't matter to any of you guys listening. Uh, but Juju B is there tonight, so she'll be uh, performing. So it's awesome that they're bringing you. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh gosh! Well, uh, I'm I'm so you gave me a gift. Thank you so much. I want to thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> well, wait till you meet me. Um, <laughs> Please reserve all judgment for for a personal meeting with Oral. <laughs> well, 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 am I going to meet you with or without alcohol? <laughs> mm, it's at the Parliament House. There is a slim to no chance with that he'll be sober. <laughs> I, I I promise to keep me, it together. Me too. <laughs> So real quick, um, I know that you were doing, you had a show, um, this is the plugging section of our of our interview with you, mm-hmm. because as our illustrious guest, we want all of our listeners to know what you got going on. So you had uh, Lick This Box was your show. That's over, correct? Uh, well, if somebody still wanted to pay me to do it, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know um, I, I was looking at your, your upcoming calendar. You have a new show coming up called Misconnections. Yes, which is me doing dramatic readings of Craigslist ads and oh my then telling God. funny stories after it. Oh, <laughs> I need to come see that show. The first thing I thought of when I saw the title was this has to be something dealing with Craigslist. You've just made my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, good, good. Okay, so that's coming up. Um, what else besides coming here in August to the Parliament House? What else have you got coming up that you want your fans and our listeners and 
the you know the overlap of the two that your new fans will call them what do you want them to know that you've got coming on you've got coming up coming on hmm. um well i i might have a new music video coming out soon Ooh, i'm excited for that i thought i saw a teaser about that on your facebook page recently yeah i'm just teasing right now mm. you know a little foreplay <laughs> Never hurt nobody. <laughs> so okay, so, so new. I don't know what else I have going on. Uh, More drinking. I, I'm trying to drink a lot, so somebody like pays me to drink, like you know, like a <laughs> vodka sponsor or something. <laughs> that that's a good way to go about it. Pandora like it. box powered by Absolute Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I won't say their name because they're not paying me. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by vodka. <laughs> Do you want you want your name in there? Where's my check? <laughs> so, and your website, just because that's the easiest way to keep up with all of your stuff. That is very true. I want to make sure that we get that out there. That's PandoraBox.com, right? Yes, and there's two X's in the box because the extra X marks the spot. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. That- Such a dirty whore. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to penis looking. No. <laughs> Oh, well, what a callback, Pat. <laughs> looking. God. One what? day we'll have class and distinction. Who needs that? <laughs> Who does? <laughs> I sure as the hell don't. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to, to talk with us. It has been a true delight. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And with that, thank you so much, listeners. We'll be back eventually because, you know, a bitch be busy. <laughs> um, And Pandora, why don't you take us out and say goodbye to everyone? Uh, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. And what else am I supposed to say? Um, listen to this podcast called Drag and Spandex or something. <laughs> <laughs> 